Hi, I'm Charlie and welcome to Goblet of Wine, a drunken Harry Potter podcast. You've done that in such the wrong order, I don't know what to say. What? What do we normally say? Hello and welcome to Goblet of Wine, a drunken Harry Potter podcast. Oh yeah! I'm Charlie, where am I meant to say my name? <laughs> Hello and welcome to Goblet of Wine, a drunken Harry Potter podcast. I'm Charlie. And I'm Hannah and we're two 20-somethings rereading our favourite childhood book, but this time with added alcohol and cynicism. In today's episode, we're chatting about chapter 18 of Half-Blood Prince. So grab a glass of your favourite homemade or Italian alcoholic beverage and join us on this drunken, reminiscent journey. I'm getting so distracted by the camera. I'm like, podcast, you're recording a podcast. Yeah. It's like when you're on Zoom and you can like only look at your own little like reflection. Yeah. I Hi. look quite pretty. I look quite... Oh, <laughs> the most annoying line of I anything ever. I look quite pretty. You know what's going to be really funny? <laughs> that was uncanny. Do it to the camera. I look quite pretty. <laughs> What's going to be really funny is if for some reason doing video doesn't work and then there's just all of this audio of us just being like, you can see us and everyone's like, no, no we can't. Or like to the people that are either aren't using Spotify or just haven't clicked on the video thing. Yeah, because be some like, people are going to be like what listening to it on their commute so they can't watch the video yeah, and stuff like, like that. Or like using like Apple Podcasts, which, sorry, what are you doing? Yeah, behind um, on the times. Uh, anyway, hi. to explain, welcome to hopefully our first video episode of goblet of wine spotify has introduced video podcasts Mm -hmm. and we are you know digital first bitches (laughs) we really are um so yeah if it's working and if you're watching the video on spotify um this is what we look like it's really weird to think that like a huge majority because like spotify is our biggest platform yeah and then the majority of our listeners don't follow us on social media. So, like, a lot of people are going to be like, that's, that's what, what these they look bitches like. look and like. And also, that's which one is which. I'm Charlie. I did think for the first ever video, you should say you're Hannah and I should say you're That'd Charlie. Just really so funny. <laughs> anyway, um, if you're not watching on video, that's fine. We still love you. But if you want to see what we look like, head over to Spotify. Um, yes. But the audio will remain the same. It doesn't change the podcast. If you want to, you can just watch us on video. That's the difference. Yes. We hope. (laughs) We hope. If it works. If not, ignore everything we just said. Yeah. Hannah very rudely rejected my idea. We're currently... So I'm staying at Hannah's because I now live by my parents because that's what you want to be doing when you're 28, living in the attic of your parents' garage. Um, Also, I turned 28. And yeah, so I'm staying at Hannah's for the weekend. So we're currently sat on what is actually my bed. It's a sofa bed. Um, And Hannah very rudely rejected the idea of us just being cuddled up in bed for like... Just under the covers, just like fueling the thruple rumours. Look, that's how we're going to pay to get extra money. (laughs) That's Patreon content. Yeah, but like not in the sexy way that you think. Just in the like grandparents from Charlie and the Chocolate Factory kind of way. Especially because this flat's so cold, so the duvet will be up round our chins. Yeah, like yeah, and then we'll just pan to Neil at the end of the bed every now and then. Anyway, but they probably don't know what Neil looks like either. I know, wild, wild, wild. And you'll never know because he's not here. No, he um, might appear halfway through this recording if they are lucky. If they're lucky. Hi, how Hi. are you? <laughs> I feel really self-conscious. I know. I'm camera. like, there's a camera there. Um, 
I hope people think that we're hot and sexy. That's how you <gasps> Q&A were. Q&A for the episode. Are, are we, we hot, hot and sexy? sexy? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Kinda. There will be no no. <laughs> yeah, I'll cry if someone's like, no, you're repulsive. What are people like? Oh my God. You guys are white? You're just so cool and not white. I'm joking. We're literally the whitest people in the world. Oh my God. Oh my God. Anyway, how are you? Good. Um, what? Good. Sorry, we're being extra awkward now we're on camera. Yeah. Um, it's like the first time we recorded again. I know, but like, okay, we haven't recorded in like... Oh my god, it's been so long since we no, recorded. Like, no, 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 no. But it has. It's no, been like actually, almost yeah. what, like two months? Two months, yeah. Wild. Wild. Um, I've been living in my parents' garage. For... She makes that sound like it's scuzzy. It is like a granny annex. Yeah, but it's so much funnier to, <laughs> to say, say that garage. I live in the attic of my parents' garage. Yeah. So I've not even seen Hannah and Neil in like a month and a half. I don't think we've actually seen each other since basically the last time we recorded. Yeah. No. No, we saw each other at the beginning of the but nearly that long. Yeah. Yeah. Which is wild. Yeah. So I'm currently like relearning how to socialise. It's like like I've been in my own personal lockdown. What else is going on with me? Nothing. Nothing. Nothing is going You're on. Very with boring. Me. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, what else is going on with you? Todd's good. Todd had his balls chopped Todd's off. Todd's good. Todd yeah, Todd had his balls chopped off. He forgave me eventually. Um, he was like sedated with his neg- legs not fully working, but had the zoomies, so he was just running around in circles, falling over and bumping into things. It was very funny. Comedy gold. I turned twenty-eight, which is old, but also not. I'm good, relatively speaking. How 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 are you? I'm good. I'm three days off turning twenty-eight. Yes, which is you know thrilling i started a new job at the beginning of january uh, i'm suspicious about how nice everyone is as this podcast is now well aware because i've worked like five jobs during this podcast <laughs> you know i've had a mixture of colleagues and this one this one i keep texting charlie like everyone's being so nice i'm suspicious mm-hmm. one of them in the first meeting with one of them i had an intro meeting and they were i was like oh yeah and in my spare time i run a podcast and the girl went couple of wine yeah and i was like and she was like yes i have stalked you i was like right okay <laughs> terrifying yeah and your job is tangentially related yeah books i'm working on a author's podcast plan right yep. now digital stuff in the lit industry lit she gave me a full-on i drew her this a morning. diagram she earlier made me watch this diagram and talked about her job and you know i was like please shut up no joke i asked her to talk me through it i find it very interesting because i'm a nerd yeah that's about everything new with me i got this new piece of furniture that i have christened by sleeping on it it's very nice actually it's nice. and I it's really nice like it. because we can do this i know that's everything let's do some more top of the episode stuff i don't know what mm. that <laughs> they can see offensive. when we dance now yes they can see when we dance and when we make out and which, when we do visual you know, bit yeah mm. shout outs new patrons yes we've had a lot we have i split them across the next three episodes so if you feel like you haven't been read out in a while soz is coming so a megalodon size thank you to megan a microscope size thank you to my thilly i'm so sorry if that's incorrect please do correct me a saucepan size thank you to sigrior again if i've mispronounced that feel free to correct me a jam jar size thank you to jasmine an alimony size thank you to Ava. An anal sex. An anal sex size thank you to Anna. 
A leprechaun size thank you to Leah, who has upgraded their pledge. A Netherland size thank you to Nicole. A Sandcastle size thank you to Sarah. Woo! Woo! Thank you all so much for joining the Patreon. They get access to bonus episodes that we haven't released we will we will it's fine they get access to our close friends list on instagram where we're vlogging this entire day recording Mm -hmm. they get access to our discord which isn't run by us so actually functions well i think that's the main run it sometimes sometimes yeah yeah I i do things i do yeah she makes new channels yeah I have words with people when they're being inappropriate. There's lots of other things on Patreon and you get to support us as we, you know, buy new furniture to record on and buy cameras that can record for longer than 25 minutes. Yeah. (laughs) Like this one. And you get to, you know, watch the footage of us in bed together. Exactly. That definitely exists. Yeah. And you get to listen to the episode when Neil comes back later where he reads us My Immortal. Because that happens over on Patreon. Fun. Fun. So we also have some not reviews to read out spotify also really sorry anyone that listens on any other thing but like loser that's that's your fault um why don't you want to be part of our spotify wrapped is my question exactly listen on spotify they have like a new q a feature that we're trying to get better at like not just leaving as the default what did you think of this episode Mm. so reply to our q a for our christmas episode that we did just leave as what do you think what cats oh cat I know my animals. <laughs> um, we have two replies to our Q&A, what they thought of our episode. The first one is from Silly 13 who says, Superb. Excellent. All to Ben made my ears bleed, but in a good way. What a banger. If you didn't listen to our Christmas episode, you won't get that. You should. They released a single. They're not actually that Christmas themed. No. Um, so don't feel like you can't listen mid-year i actually got two messages from two separate people this year who we had clearly shamed so much they'd been like fine i'll listen to your christmas episode and then they messaged me like i just listened to the christmas episode and it was so great i just listened to all five christmas episodes they're wonderful i can't believe i've been sleeping on them two separate people messaged me in that vein i was like see this is what we've been telling you they're good and they're really not that christmasy no they're not but this one contained a song called all to them it did uh yeah album out soon (laughs) um do you want to read our other reply yes this one is also a review to reply to the christmas episode it's from billabong bunny yip and it says cat excellent thank you thank you so much for that feedback i really know how to improve on the episode now yes no genuinely love it like half of the replies that we get to stuff are like really like heartfelt nice messages and then the other half are just unhinged nonsensical and i really feel like that sums up the podcast yeah i enjoy it hannah what are we drinking well is it your brother's piss because it kind of looks like it well it is they can they can see oh yeah well before that and and here i'm doing the vlogger hand the vlogger hand we have a patreon alcohol for this episode and it's from our patreon thomas and he said i would love if you could find some grappa i lived in rome for a bit and my friends and i would drink grappa quite a bit and i miss it now that i'm back in the states so that is actually for halfway through the episode thank you thomas because as you guys know we had a mess up in the last episode where we had to drink the canadian wank but the slughorn drank poisoned mead and we really wanted to get hold of mead but i hadn't seen my brother yet and he makes homemade mead so it's been put into this episode so we're moving to grappa halfway through but whilst ron's still in the hospital drink hospital wing we're drinking mead that my brother made 
Now, my brother, I texted my brother saying, how do you make mead? And he said, so essentially, equal parts honey and water in a sterilized container with wine yeast left at room temperature in a dark place for about a month before bottling it and letting it rest for another couple of weeks. Sounds gross. Yeah, I think this is going to be bad, I'm not going to lie. Yes. Not against your brother, just against mead. Against the Vikings. What I don't get is it's alcoholic. It's just honey and water that's been left. It's the sugars that have matured into alcohol. My brother... So a lot... Some meads can be wildly different strengths. A lot of meads are beer strengths, but my brother says he thinks... He doesn't have a way of measuring alcohol strengths, but he thinks this one is almost wine strength. Nice. Cheers. I like... Are you joking? Oh my God, that's really nice. Oh my God. No, that is rancid. What are you talking about? We never disagree on things. Try yeah. it again. I don't want to. It's sweet and kind of... Ugh. Do you not like honey? Is that the no, issue? No, I do. It just tastes like, like honey wine. It's got like gross like after, like when it goes down. Whoa. Oh, God. I really like that. To me, that actually tastes like something that I can imagine Harry Potter characters drinking as well. Like, it tastes a bit different and magical. Can you not imagine, like, also, like, I don't know, people in Lord of the Rings drink? It just feels a bit whimsical and magical. And it tastes like shit. I think it tastes lovely. Oh, it's the first time we've really disagreed on something. So, on to chapter 19, Elf Tales. Ron's alive. Yes. (laughs) Yay. The last chapter did leave us in a cliffhanger. Yeah, I I never would have known until reading it just now that Ron survived. Yay! Yay. It's the evening. Harry, Hermione, Ginny, Fred and George are all in the hospital wing where they've only just been let inside. Turns out Fred and George are there because they were... Uh, Sorry, according to my notes, Fred, any geos, we are... I just yeah I can't type for shit and I just let autocrack do its thing that's good thank you yeah so uh yeah George's geoth geoth <laughs> turns out they were going to do a nice brother- brotherly thing for once and surprise Ron in Hogsmeade for his birthday and then like take him for a drink and stuff like that because he's of age but only because they want to buy Zonkos how- yeah they were going there to have a meeting with Zonkos but like how long were they kind of like sitting in Hogsmeade watching the other students like God, where's Ron until they walked up to the school? Like, where the fuck is he? Yeah. That's not very nice. Harry has told the story of what happened to everyone kind of off screen. Uh, He's told it to Dumbledore, McGonagall, Mr. and Mrs. Weasley, the Fred and George, Hermione. (laughs) Mr. and Mrs. Weasley must get sick of the amount of calls home that they get like, yeah, your child's in danger again. Another one almost died. Come up to the school. (laughs) Like, again? Again? Really? Like in one of the upcoming chapters, they like thank Harry for like saving so many. One, of them. Yeah. But like, he's also kind of like puts them in danger a lot. I actually wrote about that, so we'll come to that. Okay. But yeah, I was kind of debating is it Harry's fault all of them? Like, are they thanking him for something that is. Yeah. Yeah. That he created. Yeah, exactly. And Ron would have 100% died without the Beezor. It's the Beezor that saved Ron's life, as we kind of learn. <laughs> I really like how the beginning of this chapter very much feels like you're learning bad news in a hospital. Like it's quite like everyone's in shock and it's quite horrible. But the last chapter was very comedic and there's a really good juxtaposition between Mm -hmm. the two chapters. You really dropped that English lit GCSE word. Yeah, I did. 
good. It's right. that because you work in the literary industry uh, now. Yeah, I'm actually highbrow now. Um, <laughs> Ron and Harry have been in danger before, but I feel like this is the first time that... No, sorry, Ron and Hermione have been in danger before, but this is the first time that one of them has truly come close to death. Mm. Hermione somehow found out we actually don't know how but she turns up outside the hospital wing but however she found out lavender didn't so i don't know how hermione found out i like to think the portraits told her i like to think professor mcgonagall told her it just mm. really snubbed lavender yeah yeah the portraits is quite good as well because yeah there would have been portraits in the office and all the portraits must like hermione because it's hermione yeah and she hasn't spoken all day. She asked Harry what happened. And since then, she has been silent for like six hours, which, you know, unlike Hermione. Uh, Mr. and Miss Sweezy are in Dumbledore's office. Obviously, they've come up to the school, which is great because in previous times in this book, when people have been injured, parents don't seem to appear at the school. So yeah. this is good. I know. I mean, they also must get sick of making the journey every time it's one of their children. They can not into Hogwarts have you not read a history okay but then it's only like a half mile walk up to the school yeah still annoying I'd be like are you sure he's that bad yeah I mean he's friends with Harry Potter like how bad can he be yeah I can't keep coming up every week (laughs) (laughs) they discuss if the poison was in the drink or slipped into the glass Mm. which isn't like a difference I thought about that Slughorn himself could have slipped it into the glass and therefore if it was slipped into the glass was it intended for Harry and Slughorn got the glasses mixed up because as Fred and George say Harry is just a lot more likely target for you know a murder I don't know Ron is really annoying (laughs) maybe Slughorn is actually that much of a Hermione stan and this was him taking vengeance on Ron's uncouth etiquette, etiquette. and horny tendencies. <laughs> um, and yeah, so he poisoned Ron to revenge his favourite student. I like that headcanon, yeah. 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 Draco actually had nothing to do with it. No, no, no. Draco's innocent. He is, yeah. yeah. It's all slughorn. Justice for Draco. Harry thinks about how he was meant to be getting the memory from slughorn and it was going to be a good time and how like he basically remembers that he needs to get the memory from slughorn and then it isn't mentioned again for the rest of this chapter and then the next chapter harry gets really really badly told off for not bothering to retrieve the memory and i'm like harry you you know how serious this war is like someone has just tried to kill your best friend like Mm. whether accidentally or on purpose someone has tried to kill your best friend probably as a result of voldemort's interference and you completely forget about getting the memory like i think it's a good scene where dumbledore tells him off in a few chapters time but it's just kind of unbelievable to me that harry is given one task by dumbledore and then just kind of forgets to do it as an absent-minded bitch (laughs) um i find it believable yeah yeah i don't know i think he also like we know from the goblet of fire (laughs) do we still have to shot if we get it wrong yeah we do that's still an old one that we've Um, got yeah we know from the goblet of fire that harry will procrastinate like one motherfucker he will yeah and at the end of the day he's 17 he's horny for Ginny. he's got a lot going on (laughs) literally if his and draco literally harry will procrastinate even if his life literally depends depends on on it it. even if ron's life literally depends on it and i kind of stand it like it makes me feel better about my own procrastination well as long as it makes you feel better that's okay yeah 
Great. They discuss who the poison could have been for because they kind of theorise that Slughorn is someone that Death Eater would want to assassinate because... Dumbledore needs him for some reason. He's an incredible potions master. He's got the tea on Tom. He's got the tea on Tom. They know that he's been after him for a while. So like Slughorn being the assassination target does make sense. But then one of them remembers that the mead was intended for Dumbledore. And something I've never got about this, right? Okay. How did the situation occur where Draco gave the mead to Slughorn knowing it would be the Christmas present for Dumbledore. No, oh, I think... Did he not... Well, I know Rosmerta's been under the Imperius curse for the entire year, but, like... Maybe it was, like... How did he know that was the Christmas present he was going to be buying for Dumbledore? Maybe it was supposed to be a gift from Rosmerta and she was like, can you pass it on? That would make sense, yeah. Yeah. That might make the most sense. Because, yeah, like... It's also that weird thing where he's like, oh, I was meant to give it to him but it's so tasty I'll keep it myself it's like you wouldn't do that if you'd paid for something to give to someone else but if you were given it for free maybe you would yeah yeah so maybe it was meant to be passed along that or maybe like literally like Draco was at the bar and Sluggy was like yo Rosmerta my lady I need some mead for for Dumbledore Dumbledore. and Draco was like brilliant yeah Um, yeah Okay. Hermione speaks for the first time in about six hours. She said the poisoner should have known that Slughorn would keep something that tasty for himself. And she hasn't spoken up until this point. And then Ron goes, Hermione. I like that you're hiding your face right now. Thank you a little heart. Aren't you glad you're watching a video podcast? I drew a little heart. Gross. I love this moment. Grace. He subconsciously knows that she's there, but he didn't know we, she was there up until this point, even though everyone else has been talking because she hasn't spoken and now he realises, even though he doesn't really realise. Cool. I love Ron Hermione. I'm sorry. I'm not sorry. I'm not sorry. I'm not sorry. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hagrid arrives. He's been reading to Aragog like a bedtime story. <laughs> I support it. What does he read to Aragog? Spider in the bath, spider in the bath. <laughs> what is it? Itsy, itsy bitsy, bitsy teeny spider. weeny spider. Oh, I don't know the one you're singing. I don't. Is it not? I was going it was like a itsy bitsy spider. No, no, no. The, the spider spout. in the bath is. Oh, hang on. Down let me. came the rain and washed the spider out. There'll be twenty-four bottles. Stand. That's not right. I've done something wrong. Hear me out, that could be a flight song. <laughs> it honestly like, could. Hang on, let me, let me play that again. Goblet of Yeah, that could be a flight song. Let's tweet them. <laughs> tweet them for us. Remind me to play that to Neil later. I don't like that. I just put my phone away. Like, I don't need my notes now. I don't need notes. We've, I've made a We've inc- made the episode is brilliant. We've played the song Spider in the Bar. Yeah. Therefore, I it's have a good made maybe my most obscure pop culture reference yet Spider in the Bath. I don't even know. Is that from the 90s? Is it from the 80s? Is, does it have anywhere? I don't know. It oh, was a CBBS. That has got to be. Either that or Trapdoor is the most obscure one I've made. Do you know we get quite a lot of messages about your Trapdoor reference? 
and hoodwinked as well. Yeah, we get a lot of rep- a lot of messages about those. You're welcome. <laughs> Public service done. Everyone that's there discusses whether the attack on Katie and Ron are somehow linked. They're both Gryffindor Quidditch players. They're both Gryffindors. Hermione's like they're not linked but what's scarier is they were not the intended target which Mm. makes whoever's doing this super dangerous because they don't care if they kill someone on their way to killing someone else mr and mrs weasley come in and as she says mrs weasley like throws her arms around harry and says it was a lucky day for the weasleys when ron decided to sit in your compartment and at first i completely agreed with you i was like every instance of the weasleys being hurt is somehow linked to harry therefore every instance where he saved their life he caused it but then i was like i actually don't think that's true Ginny's lucius might have done that anyway whether harry went to hogwarts or not lucius might have slipped that notebook in mr weasley's is not linked to harry he's guarding he's guarding the prophecy about harry yes but he's working for the order and this was actually an accident that happened in the potion master's office and all of those things would have happened whether Harry was there or not, because the Weasleys were going to fight against Voldemort, no matter whether Harry is part of it. And I think this really links to the issue that Harry has at the end of this book and for the first half of the next one, where he keeps saying, I don't want anyone else to die for me. I can't let people die for me. It's all about me. It's all about me. And he has this complex about it. The Weasleys, especially, everything that happened to them would have happened Mm. anyway, because they are so against Voldemort for their own reasons as well Gideon and Fabian were killed like they have their own reasons for being so against Voldemort and they would do this Mm. without Harry thing is you're wrong I'm wrong but big sad not about like you're wrong but also like you're wrong in saying essentially (laughs) that that stuff would have happened without Harry yeah it wouldn't all have happened no none of it would have happened because without Harry, Voldemort would have fully risen to power, blah, blah, blah. They probably all would be dead. Okay, yes, 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 you're right. So actually Harry <laughs> saved all their lives. So yeah, but however, does not stop it being funny to be like, Harry is the cause of Harry their problems. The of but I more think like, it's so sweet when Mrs. Weasley and Mr. Weasley have probably considered how much danger Ron and her children are in from being associated with Harry, how she still says it was a lucky day that Ron chose to sit with you. Like my family is better off for Ron being friends with you i'm like yeah i love her and then he gives her grandchildren with awful names he doesn't call them arthur or hagrid or any other deserving names or you know new names ron hermione the only people i respect in chapters in that epilogue because they name their children new names like not named after people chamber of secrets gets brought up twice which I know we've talked about it before, how Chamber of Secrets is all like set up and foreshadowing, but oh my gosh, this book is such a good parallel to Chamber of Secrets. Like, so good. The Horcrux, there's a Horcrux in book two. The crux of this book is about Horcruxes. The, a book of some variety written by an ex-Hogwarts student holding secrets that like unlock the key to the mystery at the end. And that book being written by another lost soul at Hogwarts, whose Hogwarts was their first home for them. Like, mm-hmm. the parallels. It's so like she only has one idea. Yeah. All these two books are intentionally linked. Yeah bit of both (laughs) i liked chamber secrets being brought up because i was like "Mm, the parallels hagrid hermione and harry leave to give the weasleys some family time and they're talking about like what's happened and hagrid says 
it's always been a risk sending your kid to Hogwarts, which like... It shouldn't be. But also, no shit. Like, Dumbledore's death quota. Buy our merch. Buy our merch. Plug. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it should... Hagrid's got a point. Like, yeah, if you lock a thousand kids up together, there's going to be some accidents. The same as any school. Kids broke arms in the playground. Like, it's fine. It happens. But like... There's a lot of accidents at Hogwarts. It's almost like it's badly run. Yeah, yeah. It's almost like Dumbledore's intentionally killing like five to ten students a year. You know what? I hate children. I would do the same. Fair enough. I actually saw a TikTok I was going to send to you and then didn't about... You know, we got that message saying that it was like... Dis- not even disrespectful. Like actually against a minority group to say you hate children mm-hmm. i saw a tiktok explaining it a lot better than that email did and i actually agreed with a couple of the things she said thing is i understand yeah like the, i like, finally understood the core argument whereas that initial email i was like what are you talking I mean, about i like i've always understood like i'm not denying that like you know i'm not sure if i would use the word minority but i know that children like as a group you know go through shit and blah yeah. blah blah and you know are typically like victims and stuff however <laughs> as a woman i'm allowed to say that i don't want and don't like children yeah when i say i hate no, children that's that like is a comedy bit an obvious like comedic exaggeration yeah but it just feels really like mm, you're gonna call me problematic for not liking children yeah it just like i'm not like it's not the same as saying Oh god, someone's gonna edit this. <laughs> Not the same I don't like clip. black people. Like <laughs> please don't edit that but like it's not the same as no, saying it's that not. it's not the same it's like not. i don't like children obviously hashtag not all children <laughs> like i love my cousin's kids they're amazing i don't want kids for myself i think the average child is a little shit that does not mean that i hate a minority group okay <laughs> and i feel like you would not say that to a man no you wouldn't say it to a man you 100 wouldn't <laughs> Anyway, to anyone unfamiliar, we literally got attacked saying that, like, I'm an awful, problematic, horrible person. Um, and they I were going to stop listening to... a minority group. They weren't just going to stop listening to this podcast. They were going to stop listening to a podcast that we guested on because they hosted us as guests. Yes. And because Charlie hates a minority group. Yeah. Children. Children. <laughs> like, I'm not denying that as a group, they are victimised and... They you know, are, Yeah. But it's not the same. And also, it's a comedy bit. I don't. That's like in fifty children. years, people are going to be like, "Well, they used to say that hating, you know, black people was a comedy bit." So <laughs> this just did. Goblet of wine hates minorities. No, no. I tell you what, we. I know what we're going to get cancelled for. I know one day furries. Will be furries will be accepted by society, and we will get cancelled for our views in this podcast. And you know what? I will go down with that. I will go down with this ship. <laughs> I had to, so on my third day of my new job, I had to explain fur- furries to my managing director. No. My Why? managing director. And she is like extremely senior. A woman I immediately, like I basically took the job because I met her in an interview and I was like, she's incredible. She's a mother. She's 50 years old. She like works when she wants you to fit And work. it's like, I want to work for this MILF. <laughs> 
yeah <laughs> yeah she like is choosing her own hours around her kids things but also smash it like honestly it, oh my god and then somehow and it wasn't me and i don't know how furries got brought up and she was like what's a furry and i was like i really i'm on day three i just don't think i should have to do this wow my sister explained edging to my mum yesterday when i was in the room and i was like I want to disappear. Please stop explaining edging. Oh, good God. Yeah. Normally, whenever like I mention stuff like that, you're like, what's edging? I'm glad you at least know what edging is. I'm not a child. <laughs> you never know what anything means. Nothing. I've never heard of sex. <laughs> <laughs> Hannah, she's not asexual. She's just unfamiliar with the concept. <laughs> I thought the store brings the babies. <laughs> Poor Neil. <laughs> Hagrid lets slip that Dumbledore is angry at Snape. And it's the classic book one moment where it's like, oh, mm. I shouldn't have oh, said that. Oh, 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 I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> and then Hagrid, somebody basically says, oh, you know, you better get back to your dormitories. It's getting on for midnight. Let me just tell you, it is categorically not getting on for midnight. Oh, no. <laughs> because at the beginning of this book, it is 8.15. Right? Mm-hmm. It, mm-hmm. Harry says that it's about 8.15. Mm-hmm. We then never do a cutaway. We have the entire conversation of all five of them sitting around the bed. We have the Weasleys entering. They leave with Hagrid. Then Hagrid goes, it's nearly midnight. It's not. It's not. That's all I have to say on the matter. Okay. okay. Well, it's not midnight, guys. It's not. It's not Taylor Swift midnights. Midnights. <laughs> the conversation Hagrid overhears. Snape says to Dumbledore that Dumbledore takes him for granted and he doesn't want to do it anymore. Sorry, according to my notes, it's actually Dumbledore. <laughs> I'm so sorry, Dumbledore. Mm-hmm. So yeah, there's a mystery around Snape. Harry is obviously very intrigued by this news. Obviously. In the common room, McLagan jump scares Harry and is like, I've heard Ron Zill. Filch's jowls were a quiver. That's it. Good line. I imagine quite gals are quivering. Quivering. I really hate complimenting J.K. Rowling's writing. But it's a good line. It's, it's a good really line. good. Like you can see it. Yeah. Gals are quiver. But I will say, what does J- I did? My notes are so incompetent. Why is Filch mentioned? What does he? Oh, it's does really pointless. Like, I didn't write yeah. it down because it's so nonsensical to the plot. He comes across them and he's like, "Ha ha! I'm going to dock points because you're out of bed because it's midnight." As I said, it's fucking not. Mm. And then Hagrid's like, "You can't do that. They're with me, and I'm a teacher." Yeah. And Filch is like, "So." Yeah. And that's it. It doesn't add to the plot. I know, because in any I think way. I meant to write the note and I didn't actually write the note. I do this all the time. I like have the thought and I'm like, I'll remember that. I don't have to write a note. But yeah, it just for no reason. McLagan jump scares Harry and has somehow heard that Ron's in the hospital wing. Again, Lavender hasn't heard, mm-hmm. but McLagan has. And then so distastefully is like, So I guess I'm keeper. Yeah. He's not at all concerned about Ron. <laughs> no, he doesn't care. He's like, I am keeper now which fine all right we love him gal boss <laughs> hate mcclagan with every fiber of my being he's like the worst character i know jk really does like writing like an obnoxious She's, yeah i'm like i want to kill this man yeah mm-hmm. the next line is he gets the marauders map out and is looking on it and he's talking about how he's checking it over the next few days he was becoming rapidly obsessed with Draco Malfoy. I wrote this line down as well. I don't know how, when I read this as a child, I 
did not see the gay. It's so gay. It's, it's so just like gay. so gay. I'm so sorry for ever doubting how gay it yeah, is. Yeah, I'm sorry. I used to think, where, where is where? Drary coming where? from? Where? No, he, he was becoming obsessed, obsessed with, with Draco. And the next two chapters are just him following Draco around. Yeah. Hello, we had a piss break. Yeah, we did. Um, we also... just pissed on each other. Yeah. We've mm-hmm. also switched to alcohol. So we are now on oh. Thomas's grappa. Now, I have a story about this. I went to get it at a specialist alcohol shop. I can smell it and it's nowhere near my face. Yeah. I went to get it at a specialist alcohol shop near where I work that I'd looked up, looked if they sold grappa. Did that mean that you just had to go back? At... You did it on a lunch break and had to go back in the office just like swinging the bottle of booze. I put it in my backpack, but yeah, we're on week <laughs> two of the job and I had to bring a bottle of booze back. And I went in, it's this beautiful shop lined up to these high ceilings with alcohol and they have these rolling ladders to bring across. Like really gorgeous shop. And I go, oh yeah, I'm looking for grappa. And he goes, oh, we've got some beautiful grappas. He's talking me through them all. I can just about read the prices because they're on the top shelf. And I'm like, oh, cool. Me and my friend are just trying it for the first time. So I'll have uh, the white one, the cheapest one, please. He then doesn't serve me properly the rest of the time. He's like, at the till, I'm like, I can tell he's gone from being nice to being a bit cold with me. So I'm like, it's a beautiful shop, really amazing. And he's like, yep. And then he rings it up. He puts it in my bag and I go, thank you so much. Having a nice day. And he just walks off. I'm like, audacious sir like I know you, you're you working on commission and I know shop work is unforgiving I've done shop work but just because I'm buying a £20 grappa compared to a £100 grappa please don't act like that yeah and also little does he know you that might I have need... like a very frequent reason to have to buy niche alcohols exactly I'm like I will be going back to your shop a lot because I get requested really niche alcohols like I am going to be a regular customer mm. Anyway, Grappa, Italian. Um, if we hate this, which I expect we will, because I didn't realise it's 38%, we can add this into a shot of espresso and have like a coffee Ooh. thing, Italian. But let's try it. Wouldn't neat. we need to cool some espresso? No, apparently people Ooh. have it hot. Interesting. I know. Cheers. Oh, just the smell of that. Oh, it's not that bad. It smells a lot worse than it, it tastes. Oh, yeah. Oh. Oh, that's weird. That is, why does it smell like that? Oh, oh, it's very warming when it hits here. I mean, it's, it's not great, but in terms of sipping a straight spirit, mm. it's not bad. It's like... It's not minty. No. But it's like... It's got a something. But it's not fruity either. Mm. It's like... It feels like it's like related to mint. <laughs> mint Jason. Yeah. But it's not herbal. Ugh. Ugh. It's just got like a... You know, the it? after on your tongue. Should we have it neat? Let's do it. This is how you meant to drink it. Can I have espresso? You want espresso? Well, I'll have espresso if you have espresso. I just like espresso. Well, right. I, I like coffee. Right, we have added... Uh, it's not really an espresso, it's a, what is, Americano to it. Yeah. So this is not... It's like an Irish coffee, but a uh, Italian coffee. I think we need to wait for it to cool a bit. No, I know, I'm just smelling it. We will now be drinking uh, Americano and Grappa. Is it the right temperature? Is this going to be... That's too hot, I think. No, it's fine. Okay. Oh, Oh, that's so 
much worse. Why did we just drink it neat? Oh, oh no, what have we done? I'm so sorry, that's you my fault. You should be. What did you make us do? I mean, we should have the coffee. We're recording a lot of podcasts today, but Jesus wept. You've made it so much worse. I'm so sorry. Oh, I've got an after... Oh, God. Mm. So, Harry's obsessed with Draco. That's so much worse than just... I'm so sorry. Are we going to drink that? Should I add some milk to it? No, we can't add milk to it. <laughs> At this point, we just have a coffee. We've made a latte. <laughs> milk. Uh... I can add some steamed oat milk. <laughs> I feel really bad for the people that are maintaining the the <laughs> spreadsheet of what we've drunk. Because <laughs> this episode is going to be like, mead. Grappa, grappa with coffee in. <laughs> Harry's obsessed with Jacob Malfoy. Tell you who he's not obsessed with. He's not obsessed with Lavender, who has taken to following Harry around while Ron's in the hospital it's wing. So funny and cute. It's so funny like, because every time Lavender tries to visit Ron, he's pretending to be asleep. Iconic. Honestly, the funniest thing Ron's ever done. This would be again. They were trying to make the sixth film funny, and yet they didn't include this. I know. This would be. Can you imagine, like, him and Hermione are on the bed, they're having quite a deep chat, and then he sees Lavender at the door and is like. <laughs> <laughs> Just a montage of every single time he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, I do it as a montage. That would be so good. Oh, such a missed opportunity, especially because Jessie Cave is such a brilliant, like, comedic actress. And also, Lavender following Harry around and then McLagan following Harry around would make such good comic timing. Harry's, like, ducking into corridors. It's like, and then Lavender and McLagan are at either end of a corridor. Harry's like, no, no, no. And then, like, hides behind a tapestry. Lavender and McLagan. <gasps> They would make such a good couple. Yeah. Because they would just talk about themselves. Yes. <laughs> and neither one would notice. I know. Oh my God, I ship it. Yeah. Unfortunately, Lavender's going to maybe die in the next book. We're not sure. Mm. Thanks, Joe. Anyway, um, yeah, they'd be. That would be such a good subplot as Lavender is falling in love with McLagan because they're both following Harry around. Yeah, and then she breaks up with Ron and realizes she's in love with McLagan. Somebody write it for me. Yeah, we always demand fanfics, <laughs> and no one ever. Yeah, where where are the fanfics? Where are the fanfics of us? I don't want ones. Of, I want ones of Lavender and McLagan. I want one of us just because it's really funny. <laughs> Do you know what? We never get anyone being like, oh, you two should be together. I ship Hannah and Charlie. Ever. Ever. I know. People never. say we're friendship girls, which is adorable. Yeah, and like, thanks. it's really good that we do such a good impression of liking, liking each, each other. Because we actually cannot fucking stand... <laughs> um, no, I, I just... I want... Like, I don't know. I, I want to be that, like... You want to be down fr- Phil? no because they're actually together yeah, I know. and i find you repulsive <laughs> um no i want i want to be like that like best friend that like looks like a lesbian couple you know we look more like it when i had shorter hair i'm sorry it's my fault mm. lavender is also really annoyed that hermione is friends with ron be- just because he's interesting now and again can we just remember that every night these two go up and share a dormitory together the awkward vibes are off the charts i like i i love this bit of writing and like 
characterization of her being like oh because he's interesting now because it's so fucking teenage like it's yeah. so fucking accurate like i remember and this is like the most teenage thing of the era but like there was this girl called sammy in my year in school that was like one of the popular girls and she was like mildly tumblr famous and when my friend katie died she went on tumblr being like oh my god my really close friend has died like they had no interaction oh my god like Katie was like one of the nerdy kids like me. Sammy was like one of the like popular like girls that actually, if they ever interacted, would have been Sammy bullying Katie. Oh. And like literally she was like milking it on Tumblr. Um and then because I was like an obnoxious like confrontation. I'm like, was I was obnoxious and confrontational. She's really calmed and down in her later life. That's the concerning thing is I really have. <laughs> and I'm still really obnoxious and confrontational. You're not obnoxious. You can be confrontational. Only to strangers. <laughs> Like it's so nice to people you know. No, but it, like I'm not nice to people I know. But you're not confrontation. You don't start arguments. No, I like it takes a lot for me to like voice displeasure with someone I actually know. Yeah, yeah. Whereas strangers, I just pick fights constantly. <laughs> I called someone rude earlier. <laughs> How do you get yourself into these situations? I've never, very rarely called a stranger rude, and I swear every time you leave the house, you're like, so somebody did something, and I called them something. Well, no, I don't, like, I dropped my headphone, and it, like, went onto the ground, and as much as I'm not going to expect a stranger to pick it up, this man just kind of stood over it, so I had to, like, kind of crawl at his feet, and then he just, like, I picked it up, and he just walked away, and I went, rude? Because it was, that's a weird thing to do, I'm like, what, either pick it up, but you don't have to, or move out the way, walk past it, don't, he actively walked and stood over it, looked at it like he was thinking about picking up, and then didn't, but still, and I was like, I don't want to put my face in your crotch to get my headphone back, (laughs) like, you're gonna stand there, pick it up, so yeah, I called him rude. Fair enough. But yeah, I am a gobby confrontational bitch, but I was more as a teenager, so I, you know, when you could send, like, Tumblr asks? Yes. And I don't even think I did it anonymously. I was just like, why are you like pretending you were friends with her? You weren't even fucking friends with her. Uh, For some reason, she published it. And I don't know why she did. But she like replied to her and I can't remember what she said. But then everyone like, I think it was like obvious from the tone of all her like, woe is me posts that it like, so then she got like cancelled and everyone was attacking her, which like fair fucking play because that is immoral as shit. Um, but yeah, so like I got her like knocked off her Tumblr stardom. <laughs> I'm really proud of it, honestly. I won't lie. Okay, but this feels like that. Yeah, lavender, lavender is that. that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Apart from lavender, thinks Hermione's just doing it for attention, even though Hermione's been Ron's friend for six years. Yeah. And really, it's lavender that would do that. Exactly. Lavender's projecting. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Um, also, lavender. But, but. But to give Lavender some credit, she is incredibly right to be jealous of Hermione because Ron is in love with Hermione and is refusing to break up with Lavender. So Lavender's clinging on tighter and just has to watch as Ron swans around, clearly being in love with his best friend. Yeah. And, and like, Hermione's flirting back. Yeah. And like trying to like phase it out rather than like communicating. Exactly. Like there's no wonder Lavender's holding on tighter because what Ron is doing is heartbreaking and horrible. Mm hmm. Yeah, he's a little prick. Oh, that is truly, truly yeah, disgusting. Yeah, I how it's making a coffee that bad. It's a coffee. Maybe I also just don't drink black coffee. No, neither do I. Because um, like I said earlier, I hate black people and all minorities. 
I'm going to cut that with video and put it on TikTok. <laughs> you forget we now have video. Oh, yeah. So there's video of me saying that. I do not hate black people or minorities aside from children. <laughs> and furries. And furries. Look, this is the list of minorities that I hate. Children. Furries. <laughs> what other minorities do I hate? I think that's it. I think it's good that the list ends there. <laughs> Straight people. <laughs> Men. They're not a minority. And neither are straight people. I think it's something like 51% of the population is uh, women. Oh, Therefore, true. men are a minority and I hate them. Okay. Cis people, I hate myself. Calm yourself down. Calm down. Is it the coffee? Calm yes. down. I just get really passionate about which minorities I hate. Harry has no internal commentary or monologue on Hermione and Ron speaking again, which feels just on brand for Harry. Like, fair mm-hmm. enough. Fine. Yeah. He only thinks about things if it's inconveniencing him. Exactly. So it's the day of the match against Ravenclaw. I don't fucking know who it's against. Hufflepuff, I think. Oh, all right. Hufflepuff. Yeah, that would make sense because Thingy's on the team. So that makes Luna commentating. Harry pops into the hospital wing to say goodbye to Ron. And then on his way down to the match, he runs into Malfoy with two girls. And he debates following him, like missing the Quidditch match to follow him. And also just... The vibes in this are giving the fact that Draco's going off for a threesome. Like, <laughs> it's just all seems bizarre. And we know what it is later on. But I swear it says arm in arm with two girls. Like, I swear to God it says that. That's fruity. Like, the vibes are threesome. Yeah. So, yeah. Headcanon accepted. Um, Slughorn was actually trying to kill Ron to revenge Hermione. Yep. And Draco wasn't up to anything this entire time. He was just having group sex. Yeah. And obviously the school is going to judge him for that. So he was doing it during the Quidditch game. Yeah. And they were using polyjuice so that if they did get caught, it at least wouldn't seem gay. Ah, yes. Yes. Because straight group sex is fine. Gay group sex is bad. I'm now thinking about like gender implications of polyjuice potion. Like I know, I thought about these in the next chapter and I made a couple of notes about them and it really yeah. Like Yeah. I could have a penis. You could, yeah. I could put that in Okay, do you wanna know something really weird? What? When Hermione transfigures into Harry in book seven, she has Harry's penis. Would you look? I would look. I would look. hundred percent I would look. Yeah. We should really save that joke for number seven, but <laughs> we don't well, now forget, we'll rehash it. All we do is repeat jokes. Yeah. You know Ron looked. Yeah. Well, no, Ron's already seen it. They share a dorm. True, but like, yeah. Hermione definitely was like, sorry, I just need to pee. I would love to masturbate as someone with a penis. Valid, but how creepy would it be to be have the penis of someone who's been your friend for seven no, years? No, not like that. But like, if I could for a day have it, like, I just, I don't know. I want to like do. How does it do... feel? What does it feel like when it's you're, you're just walking around? Can you feel it? Does it like blow in the breeze? Do they float? No, they I'm don't sure. float. What happens if you like? I was gonna say blow on it, but. Uh... <laughs> But like, I just, I don't know. Do people with penises orgasms feel different? 
like yeah. is it the same no but like different. how does it's it shorter that sucks yeah clitoris or like the the, 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 the our body yeah whatever. vaginal vaginal thank you i was like Clit- no not the right word i've lost <laughs> all words for anatomy i was literally like you know this what's that, this that. that what is it Nanny. what's that <laughs> vaginal orgasms are four times as long as um penis orgasms it must be so quick i know and we can do it multiple times as well yeah but <laughs> we also get to come less because men are... exactly we get to come less yeah. so you know um, swings around about here <laughs> yeah right so now all i'm thinking about is the fact that hermione looked at her best friend's penis but that's what i was even about in this to book. say oh we've all done it and then i was like no that but neil <laughs> Um, anyway, so Harry decides I'm not going to follow Draco Malfoy to his threesome because you know what? I am the seeker and the captain for this Quidditch team. I should do my job. So he goes down to the match. He turns up just in time. Luna Lovegood is commentating, which like so good. But McGonagall is shocked at her bad commentary. I'm like, you've met this student before. Like, why did you let her do this? I just love it. It's just like I know she ends up getting annoyed by it, but I'm kind of like, I like to think she was just acting and she really did it for the bit. Yeah. It's just pretty much like, look at the clouds. And she's getting all the names of the players on. And she's like, I like Ginny. She's nice to me. (laughs) Iconic moves. Yeah. Give Luna a podcast. Luna would be have such a good podcast. The match is a complete disaster and also only about two sentences long because J.K. Rowling really decided she never wanted to write quidditch again good like she really went no i'm done because yeah match is two sentences long and just fucking awful mcclagan is not saving a single goal but telling everyone else how to do their job while luna's not commentating on anything and just being like clouds it's such white man behavior honestly yeah it's yeah it is because you know they're one of the minorities that I hate they are yeah it's the shortest match ever and then it ends with McLaggen taking one of the beaters bats to show the beaters how a ball should be hit and sending a bludger into Harry's skull and cracking his skull this is definitely a really safe sport that should be practiced in schools yeah also well done to the two beaters for catching harry yeah i'm sorry like, this literally could have killed harry uh, like, yeah a crack skull yeah it could have not be playing no nope, no one should be playing this at all i mean i know that people do shit like rugby where this happens but like definitely not in a school like it's fucked quidditch yeah so they lose by over 200 points nice but they shouldn't have done because if your seeker and captain has had his head cracked open why is the match not being called off and redone or, like i understand or substitutes yeah subs anything like it is absolutely because obviously gryffindor cannot win with no seeker when you get 150 points for saving the damn ball so like why are you carrying the match on that's like if harry kane broke his leg in the middle of the world cup and they, and they were, were like, like oh well well 
you know, we won't postpone and we're not going to send anyone else on. Yeah. It's like, you'll be fine. One yeah. player down. Off you go. It's just ridiculous. Like, and even if they don't have someone to like sub, they could at least be like, well, Ginny, do both. Like, well, you know? yeah, exactly. Like, surely someone else is allowed to catch or like, yeah, sub differently. So Ginny moves into Seeker and someone else should be a sub for, maybe they should at least have two floating subs that can roughly do any position so it's being yeah. covered. Yeah, like you do uh, with the theatre. Yes, exactly. What's that called? A swing. A swing sub. Yeah. Ridiculous. Mm -hmm. Ron is kind of secretly pleased about this whole thing because A, he's got Harry in the hospital wing and B, McClagan is worse than him. So like... I also like... This is good for Ron in terms of people like could now not be like, oh, why is Ron the yes. keeper? Blah, blah, blah. When they've seen McLaggen. Yeah, McLaggen's meant to be the second best. And like it makes, this is good for Ron's confidence. It's also good for Ron's confidence in multiple ways because remember that McLaggen took Hermione out to mm. the bloody Christmas party as well. What year is McLaggen in? Is Seven. He... So the Last, year older. Yeah, he's a year yeah. older than the rest of them. Mm-hmm. It's, it's so weird that he just <laughs> appears but he's such a memorable character he's yeah, so well written like, he just didn't exist yeah. and now he does yeah he ate some doxy eggs no one ever saw him and then he's here just being the most shitty shithead to exist <laughs> <laughs> Harry starts talking about Malfoy again and Ron is like please stop talking about Malfoy you are obsessed I cannot stand this um, and Harry's lying there like Ron doesn't want to talk about it and maybe I should have tailed Malfoy and then he remembers that he owns Creature. Owns a slave. So he summons Creature. He's like, let me get my slave let on this. Let me get my slave on this. The slave brings his best mate, Harry's best mate, not Creature's best mate. They're actually, he brings him because they are mid-punching match. I love when my slaves battle each other. <laughs> uh, so like Harry and Ron pull them off each other and Harry's like, tail draco do not send him any messages don't talk to him la 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 but do my dirty work for mm-hmm. me <sighs> it's not good it's not good it's no. not good yeah creature does not want to do it obviously because he likes draco and harry doesn't give a fuck about creatures free will in this matter even though he could just at this point say okay say okay creature don't say anything dobby can you do it he could send Creature back and just say, please don't say anything to Draco. Not please, don't say anything to Draco. It's still forcing him to do something, but like it's not forcing him to do the following. Because mm. Dobby's like, I'll do it. I want to do it. Yeah, I guess. I mean, in theory, it means that Dobby doesn't have to do it like around the clock. But as we find later on, he just does that anyway. Well, they both only do it around the clock because Harry didn't said to them, follow him, follow them around the clock in a metaphorical sense. And he didn't realise that house elves take everything literally. And Harry feels, no, what annoys me is, fair enough, he feels he has to do this to like work out what Joko's mouth is doing. But there's no sentence in here of like feelings of remorse that he had to put the house elves through it or Mm. like, or there's no even sentence like, this felt weird for Harry because it was the first time he'd properly give a creature creature orders. This felt weird for Harry because it's the first time he'd instructed another being to do something for him. Yeah. There's no like self-awareness yeah. for what he's doing. Like fair enough that he, he, he feels he has to do it. Like I can live with that if there was some self-awareness. Yeah, I feel bad when waiters wait on me, let alone like ordering a slave about. <laughs> you know? Slaves are bad, Charlie Ward. <laughs> I'd feel bad for having slaves. <laughs> Unless they were one of those minorities. So um, a man, a straight person, a child, a furry. A furry straight child. <laughs> the worst. 
Furry 14. <laughs> yeah, Furry 14 can be placed. <laughs> oh, Harry just has never had a shred of self-awareness in his life. No. Uh, and lastly, Dobby offers to kill himself if he does it wrong. <laughs> He says he will throw himself because he's off a really the tower. good slave. He's the good type of slave. <laughs> really committing to the. Harry's like, no, don't kill yourself. Also, Dobby continuously forgets no, that Harry is. Like, his... Harry's like, no, don't kill yourself. You're too sexy. Have you seen that meme? <laughs> no. No, you're so sexy. Don't kill yourself. No, I haven't seen that. <laughs> but yeah, Dobby constantly forgets that Harry likes him and they're friends. Like, yeah. there's nothing else in that. And yeah, Harry's like, no, please, just don't kill yourself. It's fine. Mm-hmm. Don't kill yourself. But if Dobby's back. I love when Dobby's yeah. back. And he's such a drama queen. I love it. He's yeah. just punching creature in the face, mm-hmm. offering to kill himself. You know, yeah. all the normal all in the day's work. Ah, that's the end of the chapter. We have a question. It's a great question. It's such a good question. Exciting. I prepped for this question. Oh, that's unfair that you didn't warn me and you've prepped. Please tell me you're joking. What? You replied to the message I sent you with all three questions and said, I'm trying to be more organised. Here's the three questions we're answering in this episode so you can prep for them. And you said, oh, love those questions. Look, I was very (laughs) rushed. And clearly that's gone in one ear and out the other. (laughs) How dare you? How dare you accuse me when I not only sent it, you responded to me sending it to you i apologize i may have skim read because i was rushing i literally said you like i'm trying to be more organized with the podcast here's the questions for you to prep for jesus wept woman i think we can all agree this is hannah's fault <laughs> the question is it's from clara After spending my Midnight's release week, you can tell how long it's taken us to get to this question, on the Discord, I want to hear your opinions on the tracks. This is Midnight's by Taylor Swift, by the way. But with a twist, maybe just say who, Harry Potter or pop culture related, the songs remind you of. Also say which song reminds you of the ship Voldemort slash Regulus. (laughs) Yes, this is a shout out to Rachel and Helena is going to hate me. So you've just got to do this raw with no prep. (laughs) Do you want to say that again? No, I'm happy. Do you want to switch your wording? <laughs> no, I'm, I'm happy with the decision that I have made. Okay. I didn't name every track because there's a lot of tracks and that would have taken ages. And I didn't, I just went Harry Potter because going other pop culture references, you know, I could go way too much into this. It would have taken too long. So Maroon, obviously Ron vibes, right? Because like... Maroon. Maroon, exactly. And also, but Deep. I thought related to this song, it could be from Lavender's perspective. Mm. Carnations you were thought you thought were roses. That's Lavender us. Haze. Mm. oh very good you're welcome exactly but that's yeah, my like, contribution thinking done. something is love but then actually it's a bit toxic not working mm. it was maroon it's wrong yeah anti-hero is obviously about dumbledore yeah because yeah, very true uh, especially did you hear my covert narcissism i disguised as altruism that's dumbledore to oh, a yeah. t yeah definitely you're on your own kid is about harry in his entire life the day you're on your own kid came out i saw an edit of different clips from harry potter 
two you're on your own kid and it just fits so well with harry's whole life he was born on his own and even though he makes friends he has to do the final like battle on his own Mm. it's perfect uh vigilante shit is just about any revenge arc that hermione goes through especially when she traps rita skeeter in a glass Mm -hmm. that's vigilante shit Sweet Nothings is a Ron and Hermione song. I had already decided this before this question. Whoever doesn't get Ron and Hermione as a ship, as a thing in the book, I want you to think about the line, what a mind, this happens all the time. Like, you say, what a mind, this happens Mm. all the time. Like, it's sweet nothing. Hermione doesn't have to be a better version of herself. Ron appreciates her for who she is. The Great War is just about Harry Potter in general. I thought that from the beginning. And it also works for, like, any fantasy series. And my one for Voldemort's last Regulus, I haven't read any ships in this, but I can only imagine it fits perfectly with would've, could've, should've. Mm. Because Regulus was 19. He, yeah. he wouldn't have danced with the devil yeah. at 19. Yeah. See, I was going to say like would've, could've, should've for like Harry about Voldemort. Like... <laughs> Give me back my childhood. It, it was, was my, my first. first. Like, you know, because his childhood got fucked. And like, I don't know, the would have, could have, should have about what his life could have been like mm. if it wasn't for Voldemort. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. But I have no idea what the core of the regular Voldemort ship is. So I don't know if I'm missing some sort of romance plot there. Mm-hmm. But I like, yeah, like I was a child. You took that from me. Yeah. Like, yeah. But the pain. Fucking was- John Mayer. <laughs> <laughs> That is me matching Midnight's. Do you want to do any more that you've thought of? Uh, no, because I immediately... Because would have, could have, should have is my favourite. So that's one that I immediately was like trying to like pair up. I'm trying mm. to think. I feel like you could do Karma for Hermione as well. Yeah. I like think so. Karma yeah. is a cat pairing in her lap because it exactly. loves me. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. That would be quite a good one for like book three. Yeah. 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 That's my contribution. Great. Thank you. I love... Actually, my um, my series on Harry Potter, Taylor Swift musical is now outdated. <gasps> we can do more. Yeah, exactly. We could like slot them in. I say we, you. <laughs> but thank you, Clara. That was obviously Great a question. fantastic question. And that's the end of the episode. Woo! I hope you enjoyed seeing our beautiful faces, assuming that it worked. Yeah, assuming that, yeah, I matched all the audio to the video and everything. Um, thank you guys so much for listening and for watching and um, we'll see you in the next episode bye bye thank you for listening to this episode of Goblet of Wine to find us on social media search at Goblet of Wine Pod on Twitter or at Goblet of Wine Podcast on Instagram we also have a website over at www.gobletofwine.co.uk where you can keep up with everything that we do this podcast is produced by our wonderful Hufflepuff tier patrons Yolanda, Sir Bandersnatch, Samuel, Patrick, Nick, Michael, Layla, Kylie, Joshua and Jasmine. If you'd like to support this podcast, check out our Goblet of Wine Patreon where you can also gain access to bonus episodes, behind the scenes content and our Discord. Thank you so much for listening to this episode and we'll see you in the next one. Bye! Bye.